And Father, as we open up your word uh, tonight, God, I ask that you would uh, feed us, Lord. Uh, we need you uh, to open up our, our, our eyes to uh, your ways and, and your thoughts and your mind and your heart. Just thank you for uh, this, this congregation coming together and, and seeking your face on a Tuesday night. There's so many things that we could be doing with our time, but Lord, this is our joy to be with you, to be praying and lifting up our voices and to be in your word. So just pray, God, that uh, you, would, you would say what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Kids, you still with us? Yeah. Is it past bedtime? Are you tired? Okay. Okay. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Mark 10. Mark chapter 10. You can start flipping there. Uh, there are handouts, uh, physical paper, that if, if nobody got a handout, um, or if you didn't get a handout, you can raise your hand and we can have somebody from the back come and give that to you. Also, online are digital copies. So if you go to Midtown or mbtkc.org forward slash sermons, you're going to see uh, both Spanish and English notes um, and also on the YouTube uh, videos. So you can get that there. We have a hand back there. Okay. All right. Mark chapter 10. Before we read that, okay, what we're going to be talking about is spiritual blindness. Okay. And this is, a, this is something that uh, as uh, the Bible study that I'm a part of in John, as we've been reading in, in the book of John and then also in the Gospel of Mark, um, this, this, uh, this topic of blindness has come up a couple of times. Many of you are probably familiar with this. I want to be careful before I talk about this topic uh, that, um, you know, uh, physical blindness is a real thing, and I don't, uh, I don't want to pretend to be an expert on it, or uh, to pretend that I, I truly understand somebody that has physical blindness, what they're actually, like, what life really is like, um, the, the beauty of it and the, the hardship. So I want to be careful about that. Um, but I did want to just share a couple of things um, that I read on the internet and researched about blindness um, as we, we get into this topic. So if we could go to the next slide. And um, this, is, this is the first thing. Um, it, approximately one person in every 2,500 people, um, they're born blind, okay? Um, I was actually even a little hesitant to note, like, is blind like a proper term? You know, do we use like visually impaired? And even just in, in, in looking that up, you know, it was like, if a person cannot see, like if they, if they truly don't have sight, like that, that is the proper term, is blindness, okay? And, um, and, and you can see there, that's, that's an alphabet, a braille alphabet. And so um, if, if you've ever seen like on a restroom or a wall, kids, have you ever touched braille before? Have you ever, have you ever tried reading? Yeah, I've seen some thumbs up. Apparently now it's also a skateboard company. Um, that's, yeah, the braille uh, for anybody that's a skater. Um, but, uh, in 2014, there were estimated about 60,000 blind children in the United States, okay? So this is, this is a real issue, and there, there are people that, that cannot see. Um, I wanted to, you know, do just a, a little bit of, uh, maybe try to get a little empathy, and so I was wondering if you could humor me, and I was wondering if you guys could all close your eyes, okay? Don't cheat. 
I was going to have them turn off the lights, but usually uh, like a woman screams, then a diamond necklace gets taken out and somebody's stabbed, right? Yeah. No, no. So everybody close your eyes. Okay. You know how Eric at the start of services says, no, Eric, you open your eyes. You know how, you know how, okay, keep your eyes closed. You know how he says, turn to your neighbor and say, God is a good God. I want you to do that right now with your eyes closed to your neighbor. Okay, now turn to your other neighbor and say, God is a good God. Okay, open your eyes. How hard was that? Was that, was that easy? I mean, some of you were talking to somebody that wasn't looking at you. Are you aware of that, right? Okay. Now close your eyes again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you an image. Okay. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe an image to you. So, okay, next slide. Okay. All right, you guys. I'm showing you an image. Now keep your eyes closed. On websites, if... Uh, if, if, a, if a website, a web page is not properly coded, when somebody's doing a screen reader, when they get to an image, if it's not properly coded or thoughtfully coded, do you know what, do you know what their experience is? Okay, you can open your eyes. This is what it is. It just said, the screen reader will just say image, okay? So imagine you're reading, I mean, imagine the, you know, you guys know the internet, all the imagery, the video. And imagine you're going through and it just says image. You go to the next one, image. Okay, image. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, all right, so this is, this is a Bluetooth Braille reader. Okay, and so they're, they're amping up the technology to be able to assist people in being able to read. Okay, I need a, I want every, I need a volunteer. I need a kid volunteer. Let's do, uh, Let's do Manny. Let's do Manny. Okay. Uh, everybody else, I want you to close your eyes, and Manny's going to be our eyes. So everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Keep them closed. Manny, um, can we go to the next slide? Manny's going to be our eye. No, no, uh, not my, here, back there. There you go. Right. Hey, can you just be our eyes and tell us what you see? All right, I see a city with a bunch of lights on. What else? What else is in that and, city? And there's a bunch of tall buildings. Fountain. Yeah. Any color? And the sky is obvious, has basically a pink, yellow, and blue shading. All right. That's good. All right. Open your eyes, guys. This is what Manny was describing for you. All right. Let's give it up for Manny. Here you go, buddy. Okay. We're, we're, we were going to do this with a couple more, but... We, just for sake of time, let's, let's skip to the next slide. So we were going to do Tony Hawk, but um, next slide. Who is that? Oh, yeah. Th that's like football, right? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Okay, next slide. Okay. Okay, so we talked about like blindness where you really can't see. Like you, you can't, you can't take, your eyes aren't making out anything. Now, one in 12 men are colorblind. I hope this isn't the service where you find out if you're colorblind or not. Okay? But that is, that, that is a test where if, if you're not seeing numbers in, in there, um, if, you're, if you're not able to see the number 74, you might actually be colorblind. Okay? 
so, so there are people who have a hard time making out. Hold on, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. There are people that um, their eyes uh, have a hard time making out the difference between like the color red and the color green. And so uh, if for anybody that is colorblind here or has, has trouble seeing color, this is, um, this is like an orangish red uh, little circles and then there's, there's like blues and greens that make out a 74. Okay, and so this is one of the tests. If we could go to the next slide. One in 200 women are colorblind. So you can kind of see that this is like for whatever reason, this is men are more prone to this than women. But this is a real thing, okay? This is something, uh, like in my job, when we're building websites, if we don't make the color contrast, uh, like if, if, if it's white text and a white background, it's like hard to read. Um, you know, so we have to be very thoughtful about that. And, um, and this is something, so if we can go to the next slide. So, so you can see here, this is, this is just a number of different uh, shades. Now keep in mind this is projected. So if this is your first time, you know, this might not be a true test. Okay, but this is a, all right. Okay, let's keep going, let's keep going. And don't panic if you can't see the numbers. Okay, don't panic, don't panic. Okay, next slide. Okay. So I kind of geeked out on some of these videos and I just want to take a moment to, to watch just, a, just a, like a minute. This is a, a, a bodybuilder, a former bodybuilder, William Reed, uh, who has been colorblind his whole life, okay? And a company named Acroma created these, uh, these sunglasses that you can put on and some people see color for the first time after putting these on. So I just want to watch a moment of this. Okay, we can stop that. Was, it, was anybody tearing up when you saw that? And you guys, you know, uh, you don't know what you don't know. And if you're, if you're, if, if you're born colorblind, um, your shade of red might be different than somebody else's shade of red, but you still can see a shade of red, right? And um, you know, the thing that I've just been thinking about with uh, like this type of video is that we've seen people come up here 
and give testimony of what God has done in their life. And they have that same reaction. It's like, my whole life I did not realize that God was there. I just couldn't see it. And, and now I've, I've heard the gospel, I've received it, and, and you see this transformed life, and you see that same type of reaction, okay? So, so we've talked about, uh, like, maybe what I call, like, full blindness. We've talked about color blindness. Um, but, but here's the next stat. I don't know if this will be mind-blowing to you, but 100% of people are born kingdom of God blind. Okay? We're actually born with a sin state, and we are separated from God. And because of God's nature and His holiness, we, our, our sin separates us from that, okay? And for the, you know, for the, for the children that are here, um, I, I, I want to just define kingdom of God. You hear that a lot. Um, the kingdom of God is, 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 is God's rule and reign, okay? But it's, it's spiritual, okay? And, 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 and it's, it, it's within. So Luke 17, verse 20 says this. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it. But, and, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, not with eyes, not empirical evidence, not with eyes, not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay, so the kingdom of God is, is God's rule and reign in somebody's heart. Okay? And there's this story of uh, a Pharisee, a religious leader that comes to Jesus, and Jesus says to him this in John 3, says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless, uh, you know, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay? So that's the problem that humanity has, is that everybody's actually born with a blindness, and it's kingdom of God blindness. So people don't know what they don't know. And until they actually get God to put those spiritual glasses on, and they start seeing, oh, God's at work, God's around us. God's doing things, you know? There isn't that... They're, they're, they don't know what they don't know, right? Which is why we got to bring the gospel to them. And if you're not saved, you know, if you're not born again, if you're not saved, um, you're spiritually blind, and we're lost in the darkness of sin, okay? Our sin clouds our vision, Okay, it's, it clouds the way that we interpret things. So <clears throat> I want to just share with you um, a, a story about uh, blind Bartimaeus. Okay, this is in Mark 10. Um, children, have any of you heard of Bartimaeus before? Can I hear you say Bartimaeus? Bartimaeus. It's not a very common name that we hear anymore. Maybe Bart, but not Bartimaeus, okay? So Bartimaeus was, was uh, a beggar, and this is what it says in Mark 10, verse 46. And they came to Jericho, this would be Jesus and his disciples, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Okay, so 
Bartimaeus physically cannot see, and he's begging, okay? When I think about this story and how it starts, I think about a parade, okay? So next image. Now, this is not what Mark 10 was like. Jesus was not having a parade. But when I think about parades, I think about how, am I still holding the mic? I don't. <laughs> when I think about parades, <laughs> you guys are just gonna let me roll with that. Um, there are people that get to the parade at six o'clock in the morning. Is, do we have any of those crazy people here that go to the parade and camp out and get their lawn chair? Why do they do that? Because if you get there at 10 o'clock, there's like a crowd that's like three rows deep or four rows deep and you can't see anything. And how do the children have to see? Well, the parents for like hours have to like have them on their shoulders, right? And to be able to see the parade. Okay, so, so imagine, you know, I'm describing an experience where you can see. Jesus is coming with his disciples. And this is blind Bartimaeus. He can't see anything. And he's, he's, on the, he's on the highway side begging. He's in a very, very bad spot. And many of us might feel like we can't relate to um, blind Bartimaeus, but um, there's, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. One, I described this already, he's got barriers, okay? The crowd and disciples. But the reality is we have barriers between us and God. And, and one of the clearest ones is our sin. Okay? He's blind. We've talked about that. He's begging. He's in need. He also has a really high bar to live up to. Okay? So um, Bartimaeus means son of Timaeus, and Timaeus means highly prized. So Bartimaeus was the son of a highly prized man. I don't know if he was an Olympic athlete. I don't know if he made a lot of money, but Timaeus was highly prized. What is Bartimaeus? He's a blind beggar. Do you think he lived up to his, do you think his parents were hoping that that is what would happen for their child? He's got this high bar that he can't reach. Can anybody relate to that? Does anybody ever look at your life and be like, man, I wish that I could have, that I could be taller. I could be whatever, darker. I could be, you know, you name it, um, smarter faster. We have these bars that we put up, and, and Bartimaeus, he's not able to reach that bar, you know, live up to that bar. And then he's also got baggage. The dude's got dirty clothes, okay? You guys have been around homeless people, people that are begging, you know, oftentimes, you know, they, like, they don't have the resources to be able to clean up and whatnot. So that's, that's the problem that Bartimaeus finds himself in. And then it says this, Mark 10, 47 through 48. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Do you think that's how he said it? Do you think Jesus would have heard that? I think he said it more like, I mean, I don't want to yell, but Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what happened? Many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me! And I think there's a lot that we can learn 
from Bartimaeus. And the first one is this. He simply, in that crying out, confessed that Jesus is Lord. Okay, and we don't have time to go into all of that, but Jesus, thou son of David, is pointing to Jesus' lordship, his divine nature, the prophecies about him, uh, the, the lineage of David. It's incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, Jesus itself, that name means Jehovah saves. So him even just calling that out, he's declaring who Jesus is, okay? So we can learn that we, if we confess that Jesus is Lord, somebody's going to pay attention. And it might be somebody trying to hush you up, okay? The second thing is that he acknowledged that he was a sinner and he humbled himself because he said, have mercy on me. And you know, you're not going to ask for mercy if you don't think that you actually need it. And I don't know how he came up with the realization that he needed mercy on him because I would kind of, if I was in a situation, I think I would be maybe bitter and say, God, why did you do this to me? I, what did I do to deserve this? But he had a humble state, which was, God, have mercy on me. And, and children and adults, we need to know that God loves when we humble ourselves before him. When we just confess our brokenness, our sin, our need for help. God loves this. He's drawn to it. There's a number of verses I could read, but I just want to read this one. Psalm 34, 18, it says, The Lord is nigh unto them. So the Lord is close unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. And, and brothers and sisters, friends, if anybody came here with a broken heart tonight, I just want you to know you don't have to put it together. You don't have to put it together. You can lay it before the Lord and He will draw near to you. That is a promise. Mark 10, verse 49 and 50. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. How many people know the shortest verse in the Bible? Can you quote it? Jesus wept, okay? We know that, we love to say, like, I don't know, there's something cute about it, but it's like a profound verse at the same time. This Jesus wept, right? This, verse 49, it says, and Jesus stood still. When's the last time that you've been on a ministry trip or a ministry agenda or you've got service to do here and somebody cried out for help and you stood still? Bartimaeus did something that caused Jesus to stand still. All the things that Jesus could have been doing and he, he stood still for blind Bartimaeus. Okay? Isaiah 66, 1 and 2 says this, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. 
Where is the house that ye build unto me, and where is the place of my rest? For all these things hath my hand made, and all these things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. God will draw near to those that will humble themselves. The God that made heaven and earth will draw near to you. And Bartimaeus did something profound in verse 50. He casted away his garment. That's his old way. That's his old life. That's his, his old man, his old nature. That's the baggage that we carry around with us. It's the baggage that we sometimes bring to church. That's the baggage of our past relationships. That's the baggage of our family. That's the baggage of what the, the sins that we did today that we knew we shouldn't have. When God called him, when Jesus called him, he cast off that, he cast off that garment and he, he rose and came to Jesus. And we're going to wrap up with this, verses 51 and 52. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Imagine God asks you, what, what would you have me do for you? What would you ask him? We know Solomon asked for wisdom. What would you ask God if, you could, if, if, he, if he offered you that? What would you ask him? Bartimaeus had a need. It was physical sight. But there was a deeper need that he had, spiritual sight. And that's what we need. We need to ask for spiritual sight. The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Okay? So we need to ask Jesus for spiritual sight. And he's offering a free gift of salvation. We need to receive that. But not only do we need to receive the gift of salvation, but Bartimaeus followed Jesus in the way. And that's a picture of discipleship. You know, God will heal us and give us spiritual sight. But we have to do something with that. We've got to be faithful with that. And if you're on the fence or you haven't signed up for discipleship or you don't even know what that means or what that entails, you know, we have a class coming up, Cost of Discipleship. I just, I encourage you to, to talk to somebody in the back about that and help you get signed up. So we're just going to, we're out of time and um, I would love to, um, we're going to wrap up in song. Um, and I would invite uh, Harrison and the crew to come up. We're going to sing, Son of David, have mercy on me, okay? If you have um, children that are in Kidtown, I do ask that, that are downstairs, I, I ask you that you would go and do that before coming back. But um, just want to open up for the rest of the night. Um, we're going to worship. And if God feels distant to you, or if you're visiting for the first time, or um, it, you just, you, you, f you feel like you can't see God in your life. He's not tangible. He's not real. Now, I just want to offer up that it might be that you haven't been born again. You haven't been saved. And we're going to have people up front that would um, 
show, be more than happy to just show you in God's word what that means to uh, come to Jesus, to hear his calling, to be able to cast off those garments that have just been a burden, and, and to meet with the Lord. Um, he's so sweet. And uh, children, you know, I, I encourage you to ask your, your parents about this, um, about this being able to see through God's eyes, okay? Um, we can do this now, we can do this later. So let's, let's, let's end in, in praise and gratitude, all right?